Hey guys, I'm Michael Carboni, and you're listening to episode 9 of Chasing Kangaroos, the rugby league podcast for fans who are passionate about seeing the game played in more places. Jakey, welcome back, mate. How are you, Cubs? Pretty good, mate. What's been happening? Not a lot. Been excited about this episode. Been waiting to talk about this big game that happened over the weekend. Yeah, it should be a good one. We've got three awesome topics, and of course, we uh, both stayed up late to watch Millen versus Red Star. So we're going to be wrapping that one up towards the end of this episode as well. But mate, uh, the regular listeners will notice that I'm speaking to Jake Watson, the former Parramatta Eels junior. Uh, what else did you do, mate? You played halfback for the Washington DC Slayers. Played a game here and there for Greek Oztag. You're a Greek Oztag, <laughs> mate. Don't don't talk yourself down. You're a Greek Oztag, future immortal, the very first. So if Andrew Johns is the eighth, you're going to be called the first in terms of Greek uh, rugby league. In terms of Greek Oztag, but mate, uh, Charlie's not here tonight. He has noticed that. Do you think that it has anything to do with Wales not following us yet? Probably not. Well, look, he was meant to sing a song tonight yeah, if Wales rugby league weren't following week. us on Instagram. So, Charlie, uh, he says he's... Did he say he's sick? Did he say he's on holidays? I don't know what he said. We're on to him. I reckon you're right. I reckon we're on to him. And uh, he just doesn't want to sing that song. So, unfortunately, Charlie not with us tonight. It's one only the second episode he's missed. But, Jake, glad to have you here with me, mate. We've got a lot to talk about. And before we get into our three topics, just a little bit of a follow-up on um, our topic last week about the Pacific Trials. So NRL.com have come back out with another another article today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the extra news from last week's topic? Yeah, so they released a little bit more of information. Not a lot, but they've let us know the 2020 games will be played in Papua New Guinea. Awesome. Two teams in Papua New Guinea. Yep. 2021 will be played in Fiji, which we kind of predicting last week. Yep. And apparently the Dragons are very interested in that game. St. George Illawarra Dragons. Hope yep. so, mate. Hope so, our team. Good to will be good to see them over there. They wanted to play a trial over there, uh, I believe, this, this year or last year. Do you think that's why they've said they're interested, or do you think there's actual interest? I think... Uh, no, I think there's actual interest. I think the Dragons are genuinely... Um, a team that wants to push their brand elsewhere. They're playing games in Mudgee this year. Uh, they've expressed interest in playing in Fiji, Hawaii. So I think they want to get the brand out there. That'll be good. Well, Where are we going in 2022? Right that Charlie was talking about is definitely in play then. <laughs> We're there. <laughs> Where are we heading in 2022? 2022 is yet to be confirmed, but they're saying it's either Tonga or Samoa, which okay. I think is a great move. I think it'll be Samoa, just because the um, facilities at Tonga are not that great. But I guess anything could change in the next three years. I think that's awesome, man. Um, Petro Sivanaseva, uh, ex-Broncos player, uh, former Australian kangaroo and Fiji Barty player. He's, he's part of or heading up the Fiji uh, Rugby League bid in a lot of New South Wales well. Cup. He's predicting sell-out crowds wherever they play, which will be awesome. Like, the, the ground in Suva fits 30,000 people. That would be, yeah, like, be absolutely crazy. Um, the intention as well is to um, televise the game in Australia and in the host country. So that's going to be fantastic. We're hearing or we're confirmed, it's been confirmed that the clubs will be spending four days over there as well. Um, So that's all really good stuff. There's one really big thing in this article, not a big thing, it was sort of buried towards the end of the article, but it caught my interest and I'll read it out to you. So it said that the New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup are considering pathways for expansion into the NRL. So, for example, that means PNG Hunter, Redcliffe Dolphins, Ipswich Jets, and the central uh, Queensland side. They've all said that they would be keen to make their way into the NRL at some stage. And you're also looking at Perth following on um, into the New South Wales Cup with Fiji. I just thought that was really interesting to read something like that on NRL.com. Could we be looking at 
promotion relegation like in in the UK or would this be something totally different um, I'm not too sure but really interested to see and it just confirms what I what I've been saying for a little while I think 2019 we're going to hear something from the NRL some solid concrete uh, in terms of expansion from the NRL and I think that's going to be something we talk about quite a bit this year so Jake there's been one topic that I've seen all over social media it's been everywhere everyone's got an opinion you ever you would have heard about this it's the billboard in Atlanta so three large billboards have popped up uh, in Atlanta in the lead up to this year's Super Bowl so the NRL seemingly calling out the NFL saying that the Sydney Roosters are in fact world champions of football so this comes this I guess is a little bit of a a little bit of fun uh, of course, we know Americans, they say that their NFL champions are their football champions. They say that their baseball champions are the world champions of baseball. They say their basketball, their NBA champions are the world champions of the NBA. So it's a little bit of a, a sly remark from the NRL. Mate, everyone's had an opinion on this. What's yours? Mate, personally, I don't like it. I think <laughs> I don't think tongue-in-cheek is the best way to go at Americans. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're a proud country. I, I'm not sure that they're going to find it that funny, to be honest. Will they even know what it's about? Like, they're going to see this big billboard. There's not... I think there was a small NRL logo in the top left-hand corner. They'd be looking at this saying, okay, champions of football, roosters, who the fuck are the roosters, well, is I think this one soccer? Of our, one of our fans on social media actually commented saying, and he's an American, yeah. that the Americans are going to think it's a soccer team. Yeah, maybe. But, I don't know. I'm not American, but... <laughs> I, I, look, I guess the biggest question is what... And this comes from a marketing perspective, obviously. You are the guru. Um, so what was the intention of this billboard? So you're looking at it from a purely American perspective. So is this an attempt to tap into the US market? And if so, is there more to come? Uh, and is it the right way to go about it? But the, the other way to look at it is, is this simply a PR stunt uh, for the Australian press? So we've seen it in, in newspapers, we've seen it spoken about on Fox, on Channel 9, all over the news over here as well. So leading up to the rugby league season, um, there's been a lot of, a, a terrible off-season for the NRL in terms of bad press and, and player behaviour. So could this be a little bit of fun that's, you know, aimed purely at Australians? Um, so I think that could be it as well. In I, saying that though, I, I read a comment from Todd Greenberg saying that he expected a lot of positive media coverage to come from this, but everywhere I'm reading online, people aren't happy about it. They're saying the money should have been better spent in grassroots and stuff like that. I don't entirely agree with that. I yeah. think if they I think it was a good idea, just poor execution by the NRL. I think they've gone about it the wrong way. Yeah, possibly as well. And there's a couple of, so there's a couple of things that you said there that I'll we'll try and break down as well. So Todd Greenberg looking for some positive press, you're saying that there's been a lot of negative talk about it. I think there's been a bit of both, so I don't think it's all been negative. I think it's better than hearing about um, players abusing women or getting drunk and doing things that they shouldn't be doing. So yeah, poor Big Papa, so much better than the Big Papa story, obviously. (laughs) So I think that's a good thing. Um, But in terms of putting the money into grassroots, like these billboards would have cost, you know, maybe tens of thousands of dollars. In the grand scheme of things, if you're it's looking at yeah, if you're looking at the NRL's advertising budget for 2019, it's not a lot. Um, and look, they've already allocated those funds to marketing and advertising. They've just used a portion of that, which has already been allocated. It was never going to grassroots anyway. So, look, any, I can understand people maybe saying that, but like, come on, guys, pull your head, pull your head in. It's a little bit of fun. 
Um, I just think it could have been done better. I think the timing is absolutely perfect. If you're going to try and grab American 100%, attention, 100%. you go to the Super Bowl host. Yeah, hundred most definitely. And I think, like, we talked about what was the intention. Maybe they could have killed two birds with one stone. Like, we could have got the Australian press, but they could have actually, if if it was executed a little bit better, they could have got some interest from the US market as well. I've said it time and time before, but the NRL, you know, they're silly if they're not trying to tap into the American market in, in terms of purely from a brand awareness perspective from their behalf. Um, there's been a lot of talk today about also how the Melbourne Storm are technically the world champions. Um, and I've heard people even say that this is a missed opportunity um, to promote the World Club Challenge match between the Roosters and Wigan uh, next month. I've got to what agree, because that? if the Roosters don't win this World Club Challenge, it's going to backfire a big time on the NRL. If the Americans take notice of it, they might not even take notice. But I think it's going to lead to a lot of... These people that are complaining on social media are only going to complain more if the Roosters go out and get beat. Yeah, I think so too. I, the way I look at it, though, is, look, it's not... It's The NRL are trying to market the NRL. They're not necessarily trying to grow the game of Rugby League in America, unfortunately. They're not necessarily trying to grow the Super League and the World Club Challenge in America, unfortunately. They want to grow their own brand. They, they somewhere down the line, would like to see the NRL up in lights next to the NFL, the NBA, the, the English Premier League. Not saying it will get there, but surely, you know, it's a good brand, it's a great sport, and I guess there's no reason why they can't be, you know, selling some, some subscriptions in the USA if people know a little bit more about it. Now, um, in terms of subscriptions, I haven't actually seen the billboard. I've read a lot about it. Was there anywhere, because a few people online have been complaining that there was no actual link to the NRL website or any way to watch, any link to watch the games or anything like that? Yeah, there's no real call to action at all which is why I believe it wasn't actually targeting the US market. There's a little NRL logo in the corner. I'm a big believer that if you're... Like, a bill, a billboard needs to be very clear. This kind of wasn't. Um, but, but even if Americans wanted to look up the Roosters and watch the 2018 Grand Final or something like that, I don't even think the game's on YouTube or anything like that. Like, we don't give away our content for free, uh, which is ridiculous in itself as well, especially if you are trying to tap into this American market. But look, I think there's been a lot of talk about it. Um, we've posted it on our on our socials, so feel free to join that conversation as well. Um, the only other thing I will add, and this is kind of a side note, so not much, to, not really to do with a billboard, but it's more to do with the Roosters and the World Club Challenge, since we've mentioned it already as well. But I just want to give big ups to the Roosters. Um, they're obviously going over to face Wigan in a couple of weeks, and in the lead-up, they're going to be setting up camp in Paris for a few days, where they'll be training with Toulouse. And um, to, to me, like, just great work from the Roosters to try and help build the game in France while they're on their way to England. Uh, fantastic work. As much as I dislike the Roosters, I've got to agree. It's good work, buddy. Mate, uh, look, yeah, the Roosters are the new manly, right? But um, <laughs> they're, do they're doing a great job. Um, their brand is growing, and they're helping the game around the world. So hashtag grow the game. Jake, did you want to add anything else to that? No, nah, it should be all good. Let's move on to topic number two, brother. All right, Carbs, on to topic number two. Let's, We're let's go, mate. talking about the Balkan Super League, which I know you love dearly. I think they're my favourite league, like... Fuck the NRL, fuck the Super League. Like, I just you do seem to bring them up every episode, but I, I do like it. <laughs> I, just, I love it. I love it. I want to talk. I could talk about it all episode. So they've released some new news on the way they're going to run the competition this year. What yep. can you tell us about it? Well, it's the, obviously the third edition of the Balkan Super League, growing each year, um, which is really good. They're going to be split into two divisions this year, Jakey. How many teams in total? 
there'll be 14 in total. So there'll be eight in division one, six in division two, um, and that'll be each division will be split in two groups as well. Um, so obviously a good thing, I think being split into two divisions now, um, it means that we're going to get probably less lopsided affairs. It should like be a bit more competitive. Year. Yeah, it should be a little bit more competitive. Um, and they split it into two groups, uh, which means that a little bit less travel for some of the clubs as well. I'd be interested to find out how they're going to run the semi-finals and stuff once teams, like who progresses and how does it work. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be, I guess we'll find out more soon or if anyone wants to reach out for Balkan Super League and let us know, we can report back next week. It'll be good to know if it's, you know, the top, top from each group or top two from each group, or, or how that, that happens. Um, it'll be really cool. Um, do you want to run through the divisions and groups for us? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do, it. do you want to hear all that? Yes. Sweet. All right. Well, Division 1, so there'll be side A and side B. So in side A, of course, you've got the big boys in the Balkan Super League, which is Red Star Belgrade. Uh, I don't have to say too much about these guys. Everyone that listens uh, to this show will know exactly who they are and probably watched them against Millen. They were undefeated last year, weren't they? Mate, they won, they won four trophies last year um, So and obviously stepped up to the Challenge Cup, which we'll talk about a little bit more soon. Uh, so Red Star's there. The other team's going to be the RS Eagles. So they're the only Greek side. This will be close to your heart. They'll be the only Greek side in the Balkan Super League this year, Jake. So um, Are they a chance? Are they competitive? I think they're competitive. They've improved quite a bit under their coach, Stuart McLennan. He's been doing a great job. We've been speaking to him a little bit as well, um, and he's he's really proud that they're going to be the only Greek side or representing all of Greece in this Balkan Super League. Proud as punch. Uh, they're coming second in the domestic league in Greece at the moment as well, and they're actually playing uh, first place road nights. Uh, Rhodes Knights, sorry, uh, in mid-February. So that's going to be interesting. I know they've got big plans. And if they can take out the Greek domestic comp, then, you know, they'll they'll put up a good show in the Balkan Super League. Do you know year. if they have a halfback? What are you looking? Mate, I'm sure we can speak to Stuart about getting <laughs> you over there. Um, not sure how close. Well, they're in Athens, so not too close. Yeah. Well, I guess you could still go to Positano on the weekends. <laughs> Positano, what am I talking about? <laughs> Santorini in the weekend. I see the Italian side coming in. Fuck, I just want to, I would be, yeah, I want to be in Positano every day. Um, so, yeah, you could, go, you could go to Positano too. You're not that far. That's positive living in Europe. Do you need a manager? <laughs> Guys, episode 10 of Chasing Kangaroos will be live from the beach. <laughs> we'll, we'll be riding donkeys in uh, Santorini, recording episode 10. But yes, yeah, so Aris will be there. That's going to be great. Mate, um, new club, and this one interests me. So for the Greek side of you, the Italian side of me, loving this one. So the Lignano Sharks. So um, they're a relatively new club. So Lignano is uh, a beach town uh, in the in the northeast of Italy. Beautiful town. If you want to check out some photos on online, very like great. That would be a great place to play rugby league. This club is really new. So they've, they pretty much uh, announced themselves in January. So like I'm talking weeks ago, um, spoke to the guys there. They, they, all they knew is they wanted to be playing in the Balkan Super League. They haven't given any details as to what their roster might look like, where they'll be playing. Um, the, it's a big call considering they never played a game. But well, well, look, good luck. I hope they go well. I guess the good news is we're seeing more. So until now, pretty much the um, Saluzzo Roosters. Uh, Northwest Roosters, yeah, they're the only club in Italy that is 100% dedicated to rugby league. So it's good to see another one there as well, trying to grow the game. Uh, they're not they're not just a rugby union club playing rugby league in the off season. Um, so I, I think this is good news. I want to learn more about them. Um, hopefully we can get someone from the Italian Rugby League on soon. We're, we're trying to trying to do that, and um, maybe we can get some more info about the Sharks. Uh, the other club to round off Group A in Division 1 is, of course, Dorkul, uh, another strong club over in Serbia. 
Mate, Group B, we've got Partisan Belgrade. So they're the guys that were well, last year's grand final. Mate, runners up to Red Star in the Serbian domestic comp, runners up in the Balkan Super League, and um, they don't want to be the bridesmaids in 2019. Uh, I think if anyone's going to be a chance to to defeat Red Star, it'll 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 probably be these guys. And as much as I love Red Star, I just think it'll be good to see some some, some new faces. Yeah, it'll be good to see top. some competition, man. Uh, I think they can. It'll be good to see this whole whole this whole um this whole league lift to be honest with you the other clubs in group b the katakoi bulls so they're the turkish champions from 2018 uh and they were semi-finalists in last year's balkan super league as well we've got locomotive sofia from bulgaria and radniki nis another serbian club rounding off uh the first division so those are our eight first division teams jake what about div two mate div two uh group a we've got the tirana club from albania um, only representation from Albania. We've got FIS from Bosnia-Herzegovina. We've got the South Region team from Montenegro. And over in uh, Group B, we've got Red Kangaroo Belgrade. Is that a sponsorship chance there, Cubs? No, chasing Red <laughs> Kangaroos. I like the, it's got a ring like the to sound it. of that. <laughs> mate, Red Kangaroo are actually Red Star's reserve grade team. Um, so, mate, they, they, they won four trophies last year. That wasn't enough for them. They want to win five. They want to win the first division, the second division, the Serbian league. They want to win everything. So depending on how they do it, they could possibly play off at some stage, the two Red Star teams. Who knows? Who knows how that'll work? But the other sides are going to be Ankara, so the runners-up from the Turkish league. So I think they'll actually be pretty strong in Division 2. Uh, they're not far off Katakoy, um, who are in Division 1, so it'll be interesting. Um, and the final team in Division 2, so another Serbian club, Rudniki Novi. So, mate... Balkan Super League, really excited. Hoping hoping we can get some live streams or, or watch some of those. But, look, we'll be trying to report as much as we can. When um, does it kick off, Cubs? Mate, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know. Uh, it'll be later this year. Uh, but, look, let's find that out and we'll, um, we'll report back and give as much info as we can throughout 2019. I think you know I love it and we're going to be talking. I think it'll find it. its way back on the deep <laughs> show. So, Jakey, mate, a uh, couple of nights ago, we both got up at 12.30. Well, I didn't go to bed, mate. I don't know about you. Did you? Oh, I went to bed. I set an alarm. Set an alarm for 12.30. Jumped onto uh, the BBC live stream. Um, I believe you tried to get an, an illegal... Uh... I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, sorry. I mean, um, <laughs> you didn't need it anyway. BBC live stream was working everywhere, which was fantastic. But we got up to watch Red Star Belgrade, the historic Challenge Cup match, up against... Uh, the team from Cumbria, Millam, uh, mate. Millam ended up taking that out 38-10. to 10. A lot of hearts broken in Serbia and across the world. A lot of people were getting behind the team from, from Belgrade. Jake, let me know what you thought about this game, mate. Carbs, to be honest, when I first started watching the game, I thought early on it was a bit of a no contest. Millam were dominating. They were dominating possession. They were dominating field position. Yeah, so were you hoping, fuck, I hope I didn't get up to watch an 82-0 scoreline? To be honest, I was. So yeah. I, was, I was regretting it there for a little bit. But um, as the game went on, I feel like 15, 20 minutes in, once Red Star settled into the game, it started to become a good contest. Yep. Um, I think Red Star maybe started a bit slow. There's a few factors. I mean, they travelled... They're the away team. Yeah, and I, I think all the like all the media buzz hype was behind them. So Millam, the home probably felt a little bit of pressure. Red Star. Yeah, Millam would have loved it, man. They were under the radar. No one really knew much about them. Um, but but here they are. They their speed of the play that their speed of the ruck was really fast. Probably a fraction faster than Red Star, and it gave them a lot of go forward, which I think um which I think 
served them well early on. Don't forget, Red Star were also running into that strong breeze uh, win. I don't know if you've seen the first kickoff, but yep. it actually went backwards yeah. and got penalised for yeah. it. Yeah. So that's how strong the winds were. And there was a few moments too, like some they, they tried the Red Star halves, they tried to throw some long balls, which when it's as windy as it obviously appeared to be, you want to try and throw that short ball. Um, so uh, just a little bit of tactics there um, that, that they could improve on. The Jake... one bit of credit I've got to give to Red Star though, even yep. though they were dominated early on, they held strong on their goal line defences. They held Miller Mount. Could yeah. have, the score could have been a lot worse early on. Yeah, strong D. And um, look, I think 38-10 was actually a pretty good result. Yeah, I mean, the score blows out a little bit, but I think you look at that first 15-minute period and you look at the last 15 minutes, Red Star probably tired out a bit towards the end there. Yeah. But until in that middle period of the game, it was a pretty competitive game. Yeah, I think so as well. And look, I think they'll grow from it from it too. So like we said earlier um, in topic number two, Red Star, they won everything in the Balkan region. Um, there was no one to stop them. So They're winning by ridiculous amounts. Crazy. They won semi-finals by 100 points. So here they are taking the step up. And look, even though they lost, um, I think it's going to do them the world of good. I think they're going to go back to Serbia a better, better side. There's now a new yardstick. Uh, they have have some new goals to achieve. I know Colin Clayweg has said that they'll definitely be um, reapplying for the Challenge Cup next year. And they'd be crazy not to be accepted. They'll be there again for sure. It's definitely not the end. Um, Jake, I want to know, I guess, who stood out for you, uh, players on both sides? Uh, in terms of standouts for Red Star, like the American Jamil Robinson, I think he was hard to contain most of the game. Yeah, I think he and Brendan Anderson both ran well. very well. Both went well. Strong hit-ups. Um, in terms of Millam, I think the hooker, Noah Robinson, he was the one that brought all the domination early on. He was The speed around the ruck was just too much for Red Star. Yep. Um, and their prop, who was, ended up being named man of the match, Ethan Kelly. He, he was, was loving strong life. He even scored a try, strong. I think. Yeah. It would have been a great day for, for him. What about I, you, Cubs? Did you notice? Yeah, say, say, look, same guys that you've mentioned. I think um, I wouldn't mind mentioning a couple of Serbian boys as well. So the centre, Alexander uh, Dejojevic. Uh, sorry about Close it. enough. Mate, everyone knows I can't pronounce names <laughs> or, or teams. So he stood out. He scored a good try. Um, and, and the captain, Stefan Nedeljkovic, um, he Is played he really well. Is he the big second rower? He was the lock. The lock. Yeah, he played really well. Um, you know, I was watching, funnily enough too, I was watching the um, Australian Open. Did you watch Rafa Nadal get absolutely smashed get creamed, uh, uh, by Novak Djokovic? And I thought, I'm not a big fan of. But... but I thought, could this be a sign for Serbia? Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> but, um, mate, I think, look, I think those guys can be really proud. Uh, shout out to the, the lone Aussie over there as well, uh, Darcy Etrich, who was a 5'8 for, um, a try, for Red Star. He scored an awesome try, man. Bit of show and go, bit of speed and, and got to the line. Um, pretty pretty good to see, mate. Um, in terms of the game, Cubs, yep. you think it was overall a success for rugby league? Man, I think so, man. I, I look, it put Millam on the map. Like I I didn't know about Millam as a t- small town, eight thousand people. Uh, reportedly, a thousand of those people were there to watch the game. So that's pretty impressive, mate. That's one eighth of the uh, of. Well, you can do the math. It's not not that hard. But man, I think that's impressive. Um, I also seen that BBC Rugby League trended number two in England on Twitter. Hundred percent. That's, that's great, mate. Well, we were part of that, mate, because I use that hashtag on our new Twitter account. Uh, so that's right. You heard it here first, guys. We're on Twitter finally. Uh, follow us if you if you're on Twitter. We've only got ten followers at the moment, so <laughs> wouldn't mind get behind us. Get behind us. But um, yeah. So. Massive trending hashtag. I want to really congratulate Red Star and Millam as well. 
um, not only for putting on a great event, but even in the lead up to the game, like I read about the joint training sessions between Red Star and Millam and the youth there. So credit to credit to. I think Millam really got behind helping out Red Star, which is good to see. Man, they really did. It was kind of like you know how you see like um big box like heavyweight boxing title fights, and they're like talk and smack, and they want to kill each other and hurt each other. Well, this was the exact opposite, opposite. of that. <laughs> so like Red Star Belgrade were like, oh, we can't wait to go to Millam, and Millam were like, we we can't wait to welcome you guys with open, yeah. open arms. It was kind of the opposite, but I guess it was just a, it was just a great advertisement for rugby league. It was and, great um, to be able to watch it too. Congratulations to BBC for yeah. showing that. Thanks BBC. They, <laughs> they've also announced the round two draw for the World Club Challenge. I've seen that. Millam gets another home game. They get another home game, which look they deserve. They played really well. Uh, unfortunately, all the other uh, sides from outside of England um, are out as well. So we've seen the Irish, the Scottish, and the and the Welsh sides or fail to proceed past round one. It was also confirmed today that Toronto will not be making an appearance. Yeah, I saw that too. So that's disappointing. That's a shame, but uh, look, we're going to see a few more sides from Wales. So the, the North North Wales Crusaders, the West Wales, Ra- uh, West Wales Raiders, will be appearing probably about round three, and obviously Catalan due to come in as well. So still a bit of an international flavour coming into this Challenge Cup. But, mate, um, I'm pretty tired after getting up to watch that one. But look, that was fantastic. And look, I think we'll be, I think we will be watching more Challenge Cup this year. Yeah, definitely. I've got an interest in it now. I've never really taken a big interest in it. But... Well, there's not enough uh, hype in Australia. Like, I just wish more Australians were, were getting behind it. Getting behind it. it. Um, but look, great to see Red Star and Millam facing off. And yeah, plenty Good more Good luck to Millam for the rest of the tournament. Good luck, Millam. So that's our three topics for this week, Carbs, but we still have your favourite part to come, I think. Has it kept its name this week? Golden Points, mate, is Golden back. Points, it's, so it's sticking. We're running with it. Mate, the people love the Golden Points. I don't care what Dwayne Kennett said last <laughs> week. We're back, um, and, and it's just our opportunity. Look, I think when we first started this podcast, a lot of people said, how the fuck are you going to talk about International Rugby League? Mate, stuff pops up every, every week. week. Yeah, there's been plenty of great topics. So the Golden Points is our chance to talk about you know a few little results, a few little pieces of news that probably aren't large enough to be their own topic. And um, it's fast becoming one of the favourite segments. Um, it's a bit of a... It's every... one of my favourites. You give me a bit of a wrap without me having to do much research, so Fantastic. I like it. Well, why don't you sit back, relax, and, uh, <laughs> you know, enjoy the golden points, mate. Right. This one, actually, you, you pointed me in the direction... In You tagged me in a post uh, on this one, so I'm going to give you credit. But the Jamaican uh, Intercol National Championship, they kicked off this week, round one. There was a couple of upsets... Uh, over in Jamaica. So the last year's champions, uh, the GC Lions, they went down to the Miko Crocs, 22-18. to 18. So that was the first upset. The second one was that the team that came last in last in last season's comp, the CMU Spartans, they beat the Excelsior Eagles, 16-10. to 10. Uh, So the Spartans, they're, they're, they've kicked off their season well. And the other game was uh, the biggest win of the round. So the Pelicans, your favourite team. Yeah, I've got a little bit of personal interest in them due to our tag career. <laughs> the old Pelicans. <laughs> they beat the Knights 30-14. to 14, That's good so to hear. I'm definitely on the Pelicans. Jamaica kicking off again. Uh, well, hopefully the Pelicans can get up for you, mate. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Pleasing. Let's follow them along and see how they go. Mate, uh, the second thing I wanted to mention, this one's close to your heart as well. So the Cabra Nines will be kicking off this Saturday, 2nd of February in southwestern Sydney. The reason you love it, you're actually a Cabra Junior, Cabra Junior. I used to spend many Saturdays down at the International Nines for a few years in a row. Mate, it's actually a really good day. Can you let the people know, in case they're around and about Sydney, 
uh, this Saturday uh, where that will be. So it's the Cabramatta, Cabramatta International Sports Fields. Yep. It's right next to the club there. Yep. Um, it's usually, it used to be a two-day tournament, but it's now been cut down to one. Yep. Um, I think recommend definitely getting down there. To, they host very well. The competition's grown over the last yeah. few years. Yeah. A lot of teams down there. It's good. It's a good day. Will the people see a photo of you on the wall at the Cabramatta Leagues Club um, or anything like that? Possibly not, because I never made the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> You'll definitely see the likes of Jared Hayne, uh, Chris Keating. Chris Keating. Who else is there? Matt Keating, Nathan Gardner, Tony Williams, Chris Inu, the list goes on. Plenty of good players uh, came out of uh, the Cabra, Cabra Leagues Club, um, including Jake Watson, the man sitting <laughs> next to me. But yeah, Cabra 9 should be good. Uh, get down there this Saturday if you're in Sydney. Mate, the other one I want to mention, so the Greek, again, close to your heart. This is like the Jake Watson <laughs> golden, the Jake golden points. Jake golden points. <laughs> Mate, there's going to be a Greek state of origin. I'm, I'm calling it the state of origin, so it's going to be happening mid-February, um, and I'm pretty interested to see the results here. So it's going to be an Athens combined side versus the rest of the competition. So the reason for this is it's going to be basically a selection uh, game for their uh, World Cup qualifying game against Norway in May. So that's going why are Athens on their own? Are they a strong team? Or? Oh, well, it's going to be a selection from Athens. So if you're looking at... There's a couple of clubs in Athens that will combine, a couple of clubs outside of Athens that will combine. Um, I guess it would be kind of like, just to give an example, if we had Sydney versus the rest in the yep. NRL, you've got your eight or nine clubs from Sydney and your seven or eight clubs from outside. Yep. Uh, the Sydney Sydney will probably get... Part, well, I guess they got the Roosters, but yeah. yeah. But it's that sort of situation. So, obviously, big capital city, there's going to be a lot of a lot of players coming from there. I think it benefits their national team. Mate, the next topic, uh, everything, our friends at Everything Rugby League, uh, if, you're not, if you're not following them on socials and reading their articles, definitely missing get on out, there. Definitely yeah. missing it. Fucking love it. Um, one of their... They've reported that the New York uh, City bid decision can be expected in under two weeks. Um, we've heard that they've actually put a deadline uh, on the RFL to to get, get for, to gain entry, um, but Ricky Wilby's come out and said that that's not the case, but they will be working closely with the RFL uh, to fast-track this decision. Uh, this is obviously one we're following along with. Yeah, I can't with, wait to hear the result. Yeah, very hopefully carefully. it's good news. Well, hopefully it's going to be a major topic in the next episode or two. Mate, um, one that I was disappointed with, so... Um, there was going to be a trial match between the Brisbane Broncos and the PNG Hunter side. So they played a trial last year. They were going to back that up again this year. Uh, that's been called off. Was that? Well, apparently um, this was... Wayne Bennett was a big part of this trial. His brother had a lot to do with the PNG development and things like that. So uh, now that Wayne's gone to Souths, uh, the Broncos will no longer be taking part in the trial, which is a damn shame because... Um, I think more rugby league for PNG, especially against the calibre of the Broncos, would be fantastic, mate. Um, I don't want to make this a thing, Cubs, but do you mind if I jump in with one? Jakey, jump in, mate. (laughs) Super League starts this week. What what, can you tell us about it? Are you excited about anything? Yeah, it should be good, man. I've heard a lot of people, especially in Australia, on social media saying, look, cricket's been shit this year. It's been Uh, terrible. The A-League, who the fuck cares? I guess the NBL, the Sydney Kings have been okay, but... People are craving rugby league. We want the NRL back. Well, mate, rugby league's back this weekend. So the Super League starts this weekend. Uh, the championship starts as well. So 
mate, get get behind it if you can. There's going to be quite a few good games. Uh, any that you're interested in, Jake? Or? Well, I've got a personal interest in Warrington this year. I think they're going to win the competition, so I'll follow all their games. Well, they'll be playing Leeds this weekend, so that That's should be a big game. yeah, that should be a good one. Both sides have improved immensely in terms of their roster, so that should be a big one. The other big one, obviously, St Helens and Wigan. They'll be opening up. Interesting to see how St Helens goes losing Ben Barber. Yeah, mate. I think they'll um they've gained Lachlan Coote. I think they'll be okay. Uh, they've got a strong squad. They're always um, up there. Mate, and the championship kicks off too, so plenty of good games there. The one that I'm interested in, though, is um the York City Knights up against, obviously, one of our favourites, Toronto Wolfpack. Um, York City were in the League One last year, and they were shellacking teams all over the place. So they've been promoted. Well, they, they, be, they, they, won, they, they were promoted. Uh, they were winning games. I think they won a game like 104-6 to six against um, West Wales, so... Uh, they've been promoted, and they'll be pl- they're up ag- right into the fire up against Toronto Wolfpack. So that should be huge. Toronto's preseason form seems pretty strong. Though. They gave um, Bradford Bulls a good run last week. Yeah, they did. They beat uh, they beat Bradford forty eight to twelve. Was it or forty eight to ten? Something like that. It was a big score. Yeah, but Bradford. I guess it wasn't their strongest side, so they had a lot of their youngsters playing there as well. But you know, I guess they'll get a chance to play the Wolfpack at full, full strength, strength later on. That'll this be year. a good game. Yeah, that'll be good, uh, mate. Oh, host towns have just been announced as well so yes. we're just i'm just reading this online so over in the uk it's nine o'clock in the morning uh tuesday the 29th of january at the time of our recording it's nine o'clock in sydney um and they've just announced the host towns for the 2021 world cup jake um have you got those in front of you i've got a lot of them i don't know if i have all of them because they will cut short hit us so i've got newcastle sheffield doncaster hull york okay kirklees leeds liverpool London, St Helens, Warrington, and Wigan. Awesome. So we'll cut off there. But I did see that um, London will be hosting the semi-finals. Awesome. That's great for great for London. Good to see. I, I think they were saying that about eighty percent of the World Cup will be played in the north of England. So great yeah. for the heartlands. <clears throat> um, the big one for me there is seeing Newcastle there. So Newcastle from the northeast, um, not traditionally rugby league heartland. Newcastle Thunder doing amazing things there. They're in the League One. Um, they're one of these teams with ambitions to be in the Super League one day, and I think they'll get there. Uh, and great to see that they'll be hosting some games for the World Cup. I think that's fantastic. We didn't get confirmation on the final, but I'd say they'd be hosting it at Old Trafford. You'd think be crazy. So. Well, yeah, don't quote us on that, but you'd, yeah, you'd think so, mate. Um, the other thing I want to mention, I guess, as well, back to back back over to Australia, but. The Maori All-Stars game is taking place soon. Voting has closed on those sides as well. Um, I've seen on Facebook, on social media today, actually, that the lock for the Maori All-Stars was the closest vote we've ever had. I think it was split between a percent between three players. That's awesome. Yeah. How much better is it that it's it's Maoris versus Aboriginal All-Stars? Well, I think like, it brings a bit more passion into the game. Well, I, I don't think the NRL All-Stars really ever cared. Well, who... They well, didn't really have anything to play for. It seems a little bit racist. Yeah, it did. Like, who, like the Whites versus the Aboriginal. Like, it just seemed weird, but... Um, I think it'll be interesting this year. I'll definitely sit down and watch it. 100%. It's going to be great to see, and some, some of the best talent from the NRL will be, will be playing that game very passionately. It's going to be fantastic. Because you've done so well, I want to give you a, a week off next week. I've actually planned for um, for a, a special co-host to join me next week. I won't tell you who it is yet, and uh, if it doesn't fall through, then uh, you can have the week off, mate. Uh, Sounds good. I won't say no to a day off. Mate, do you want any clues as to who it might be? 
if you can give us any. I'll give you a little clue. Uh, jump onto Mascord Browns. Buy yourself a Polish Rugby League jersey. We've got an affiliate link in the show notes. And you can also shop. If you jump on our Facebook page, hit the Shop Now button. Jump onto Mascord Browns. Buy yourself a Polish Rugby League jersey. That's a little bit of a clue as to who I'll be speaking to next Sounds week. Exciting. Maybe if you can get the jersey before the weekend, you could even wear it to the Nines. Mate, I could wear it to the Nines. <laughs> Poland playing there as well. That'll be pretty, that'll be pretty cool. But, uh, Jakey, it's been fantastic as always. Please, to all our listeners, tell your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter as well. Like, share, rate, review. Tell us where you're listening. Give us any. Give us your thoughts. We're happy to hear all about it. And uh, Jake, anything else you want to add before we uh, before we wrap up? We'll just make sure we get on to Charlie. We want to really want to hear him sing, mate. We'll get him back to sing that song. And uh, fuck you, Nagati. And there'll be a grand total of fourteen teams uh, across the, the Super League. So Let's see how much you love it. Can you name the fourteen teams? Oh, of course I can. I'm reading it off a sheet of paper. <laughs> um, 